Welcome everyone to Clissus Mic Drop, our final uh, regular season podcast. Hope you enjoyed it all this season as much as we enjoyed talking uh, to you from uh, week one. It started with the game against the Raiders, and we're going to finish uh, Clissus Mic Drop with a game against the Raiders. Uh, in between uh, the conversation that I have with you today, uh, we sat down and interviewed Andrew Beck who became a, a rarity last week when his pitch went forward to Philip Lindsay, wound up being a pass. And so Andrew Beck, uh, a, fullback, a fullback tight end hybrid, uh, which is kind of what they call the H-back, at least they used to, uh, had a catch, had a reception, and had a pass, a completed pass, and uh, really uh, only the second Bronco in the last 11 years to accomplish uh, that hat trick. Cortland Sutton against Minnesota earlier this year uh, also had one. So uh, we had a nice conversation with Andrew Beck, uh, a military brat, if you, if you don't mind. Uh, he grew up in 11 different places. His dad was part of the, the uh, Army, a colonel in the Army. Spent some time in his youth at Colorado Springs uh, in Fort Carson. His dad was based there. And so uh, eighth grade and part of freshman year, Andrew Beck was a Coloradoan, so he fit in well and knew how to fit in well when he was uh, claimed on waivers by the Broncos, and uh, so we had a nice uh, conversation with Andrew Beck. Uh, against the Raiders this week, the big thing here is one last look at Drew Locke, the rookie quarterback who's looked very well, very promising, and given a lot of hope to the area through his first four starts, winning three of them. And he played well in uh, three of those starts. Uh, the only game he didn't play well, although he wasn't awful, was in that snowstorm against the tough Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead, where the Broncos, by the way, are 3-18 uh, lifetime. So no one, uh, uh, no Bronco quarterback ever plays well in Arrowhead in December. Uh, very promising future for Drew Locke. See if he can finish off this five-game audition in style against a Raiders team. That's tough against the run, but not very good against the pass. So I think Drew Locke can really uh, uh, light it up here on Sunday in his final game. Uh, the, the, the big thing is the Broncos are out of it at 6-9. and nine. The Raiders are still in it at 8-7. and seven. If they win and Pittsburgh loses, I think Tennessee loses, and the Colts win, believe it or not, the Colts have to win, uh, all four of those things have to happen and the Raiders would make the playoffs on a tiebreaker. So the Broncos have a little motivation there to knock off the uh, Raiders if they so want to. Uh, we'll talk more about that game on the other side of our conversation with Andrew Beck. Uh, of course, a lot of eyes on Josh Jacobs, who had a, uh, a surgical procedure on Christmas night to, uh, to uh, subside an infection that he has, and we hope the running back is fine and is able to play on Sunday. Right now, the Raiders are saying he's on track, but that's hard to believe that a guy would have a surgery to treat an infection on Christmas night on a Wednesday, and he'd be able to play on Sunday in uh, Empower Field at Mile High. We'll have to see if he's able to do that. So until then, we'll talk more about the game on the other side. The Broncos coming off a big win against the Detroit Lions last week, 27-17. At one point, they were 3-8. and eight. They're now 6-9, and nine, and Andrew Locke has been the biggest reason why rookie quarterback playing really well. So until then, listen to our conversation with Andrew Beck 
the undrafted rookie from Texas. Uh, he played at uh, Tampa High School, wound up at Texas, um, had a nice career there as a tight end, uh, undrafted signee by the New England Patriots, and then uh, picked up by the Broncos on waivers on September 1st, and he's fit right in and has played more and more, especially after the loss of Andy Janovich to two different injuries that he had this year. So enjoy the conversation with Andrew Beck, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, we uh, getting to know you a little bit as the season goes along. Yes, sir. Getting more and more playing time. What do we call you? Halfback or, or fullback, tight end, H-back? What do we call you? I don't know. I mean, I guess it just depends on the week at this point. You know, it's it's yeah. been an exciting role, kind of get to do whatever the team needs, and, you know, that's something I enjoy. has to be uh, even more than you expected when you didn't get drafted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You know, it's, yeah. it's worked out well. I've been very fortunate, and, you know, like I said, the, the coaches have really done good things for me since I've been here. What was it like being with New England? Everybody always wants to know what's it like being around Belichick, right? Uh, it, was a, it was a great experience. I really mm -hmm. learned a lot, you know, thank them for the opportunity that they gave me, but, uh, but definitely excited that I ended up in Denver. Tell us uh, a little bit about yourself growing up. I saw you're from uh, Tampa Bay, or, you know, Tampa Bay High School anyway. You, yeah. were, you were all that state football champion. <laughs> yeah, I went to, uh, went to high, the last three years of high school in Tampa, Florida. Uh, my dad's uh, active duty colonel in the Army, so I lived 11 places before I got to college at wow. the University of Texas. Yep, been all over. Mm -hmm. Been all over. So, you know, it was a great experience growing up. I got to meet a lot of really great people and see a lot of really cool things. So, you know, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. Boy, as someone who grew up in uh, the same high school and uh, knew everybody in, in town, what was it like to be the new kid? What? Two, three, every year, just about? Right, close to it. I mean, you know, it, it definitely creates a lot of good skills, I guess, that you end up using later in life. You know, it was, like I said, I was very fortunate and, uh, and uh, met a lot of great people and have really good friends kind of spread out all over now, which has really been fortunate for me. So you went from Tampa to Texas. I did, yes, sir. It, it, some of that upbringing have something to do with it, uh, moving around as much as you did? It did, yeah. So the longest I was ever in one spot was, uh, was right near Austin, Texas. So that kind of okay. played into the decision to go to UT. And uh, how, long, how long was that growing up? Uh, about three and a half years, somewhere around okay. there. So just long enough that I became a UT fan and would go to a couple games. Okay. And uh, yeah, I always wanted to go back there for school. How about the NFL? What was your favorite team growing up? Definitely the Broncos. <laughs> it was? <laughs> well, it is wow. now, that's for sure. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah. yeah, we lived in Colorado Springs for a little bit. So oh, we watched okay. the Broncos while we were Fort here. Fort Carson? And, yeah, my dad was stationed Fort Carson. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got to watch a couple of Broncos games and then ended up back here, and it's great. I've got friends that are down in the Springs. I was actually down in the Springs for Christmas, so it was, it's been a really, really fun you know, kind of full circle you, trip. When were you down there? Uh, eighth, eighth grade through freshman year of high school. So okay. older than, you know, What high school good. then? It was in Liberty High School. Liberty, okay. Yep, D20. All right, very good. Um, tell us about, uh, you know, the role you do have with the Broncos and what that entails week in and week out as far as, you know, fullback, tight end. Right. Shifting back and forth like you do. Right. So, like I said, it's an exciting role. I get to do a lot of great things, uh, kind of whatever we need for that week. And, you know, I think mm -hmm. it presents an interesting challenges for defense who are trying to defend us, whether they're going to classify me as a fullback or tight end, kind of depending on where we line up. So, you know, it, uh, it puts me in some interesting spots, like running the option last week with Phil or splitting out yeah. and running routes or, you know, lining up in the eye and 
running ISO on a backer. So, you know, it's, it's been a really fun, really cool experience. About that uh, pitch you did to uh, Philip Lindsay, it was supposed to be a pitch back. It was. Right? Yeah. It was. That was how it was designed up and the way it yeah. kind of played out. I held it a little bit longer than, than we had practiced it, but it was, you know, trying to run it on the end and make sure that, that he didn't have any issues getting the first down. Uh, yeah, it ended up being a forward pass. So yeah, it worked out well. Hey, you wound up in a history book because of that. <laughs> I saw right? that. Yeah, the, the, the hat trick. I saw it. Definitely wasn't the plan, but it, it was cool <laughs> that it worked out that way. I was wondering if that was legal because you took a forward handoff. That has nothing to do with I it. I guess not. You know, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something to look into. I never thought of it till <laughs> this moment right now. <laughs> I got you. Who was your favorite player growing up? Um, I was a big Dallas Clark fan growing up. Oh, okay. Uh, he's kind of a gritty guy. So tight end is kind of. Your base, maybe your root position? Yeah, I mean, I think that's – so I played linebacker in high school and got recruited as a linebacker kind of knowing that I was going to mm -hmm. end up at tight end because I played a little bit in high school. And yeah. everybody always kind of hinted to my coach that that's what they were going to move me to. So mm -hmm. he did a good job of preparing me and kind of telling me, hey, you can commit anywhere as a linebacker. He said, you're probably going to get moved. So it was it was never anything I had an issue with. And like I said, you know, I, I grew up a big fan of Dallas Clark, kind of watching him play and, uh, you know, how tough he was. So who um, uh, who else besides Texas uh, recruited you? Um, I was pretty fortunate. I had a couple offers to go to a couple different spots. I think mm -hmm. yeah, that was a hundred years ago. So <laughs> kind of the last couple that I was really visiting and leaning towards were Florida State, Texas, and then I uh, visited Stanford right before I committed. Oh, good. So, so yeah. you're, you're a good student then. God, I pretend. I yeah. pretend. Did you graduate? I did, yes. Yeah, and what, and what was your major? Uh, I majored in corporate communications and minored in sign language. Oh, I did, okay. yep. Yeah, what, why the sign, sign language? What was? You know, it, it started out as I needed two semesters for, for my degree and, and fell in love mm -hmm. with it. I had an amazing professor while I was there who I still keep in touch with and got to work at Texas School for the Deafs in Austin, so got to do a couple things uh, kind of oh, with good. them. So, yeah, it's been, it's been an unbelievable experience. It was really something that I never intended on doing, just kind of stumbled into and fell in love with. Yeah, I was going to say some opportunities might open up for you with that. Hopefully, having yeah. That skill. Yeah, hopefully, you know, anything anything I can do to help that community, I'd, I'd absolutely be be up for. What would you be doing if uh, you didn't make it? I mean, you weren't drafted, so obviously there's some doubt that had right, seeped was... in a little bit whether you're going to make it or not. Yeah, you know, I've I've yeah. thought about a lot of things. You know, I, I love football, I love the game, so I've thought about coaching my dad's in the military so i thought about that mm -hmm. um i've had friends kind of growing up who, who went into the business world so kind of thought about that so you know there was yeah. there was a lot of different things which you know i guess that's a good thing i ended up playing football at least for the time being what do you think you got out of being uh what do they, they call them a military brat is that, yep. is that the term that they, right, yep. that they use what do you think you got out of that that benefited you as opposed to you know others who stayed in in one place all their lives you know it's tough to say just because I've, I personally haven't stayed in one place my whole life so I couldn't yeah. tell you how it would have turned out if that were the case but I think you know it's it's given me an ability to, to talk to people um, relatively well I think and, and kind of make friends quickly which definitely helps when you're coming into a locker room of 53 guys and mm -hmm. like in my case I didn't do camp with with the Broncos right so I have to come in week one get ready to play a game and get <laughs> if to anybody could guys. handle coming in uh, September 1 it was you, right right you, right, you had yeah. a lifetime experience of uh, <laughs> being the new guy absolutely so yeah. I think I think that's one thing and then you know mm -hmm. like my parents did a great job of teaching me you know be respectful and and you know hard work and you know things like that so you know, I think all that kind of helped out what do you think about the Raiders this week? Uh, uh, having gone through it that that first week, right? They kind of bookended the season with the right. with the Raiders. Uh, what's the key for the Broncos this week? Um, you know, I think 
the biggest thing for us is just going to be kind of executing and, and piggyback off the momentum we've got these last couple of weeks. I think mm -hmm. Drew's playing well. I think as an offense, we're playing well. Yeah. Our defense has been, been been solid all season. So I think it's just kind of piggyback what off we've been doing. And if we can uh, go out there and execute and stay focused going into the game, it's, it's going to be an exciting one. And then going forward after this year, what's uh, what's the plan for Andrew Beck as far as what you want to work on in the off season going into year two? I mean, there's there's definitely a ton of things. You know, I think I've done a good job of learning the playbook this year. I think I want to develop, you know, route running, and I think every week I've gotten better coming out of the backfield and uh, and blocking guys, and it's definitely something I want to continue to improve on to help Royce and Phil and, and Book and those guys. So, you know, there's there's a plethora of things I can work on. I'm sure the coaches will let me know what, it, what that needs to be. Andrew, good luck. Nice awesome. meeting Thank you. Thank you so right. much. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you for having me. All right, welcome back to Clissa's Mic Drop here on week 17, the 17th and final week of our podcast here on Nine News. Hope uh, you've enjoyed it uh, during the season. We really appreciate all the guests we've had throughout this year. And Andrew Beck was number 17. And uh, a fine young man, you know, a guy who's bounced around the country uh, growing up in his youth. I think that's matured him. It's helped him come into a new system and learn a new playbook. He's used to new things, new atmospheres. And it helped him adjust uh, after he was a late pickup by the Broncos. Didn't go to training camp with them. Didn't play in the preseason with them. But he's been with them all year and contributed both as a tight end and a fullback. And, of course, uh, as a special team player. The Broncos, this Sunday, wrap it up against the Oakland Raiders. I mean, really, win or lose, I, I hate to say it, it really doesn't matter for the Broncos. Uh, six and ten gives them a better draft pick. Seven and nine. It's better than the last couple of years. Uh, things are moving in the right direction. You take the win. They keep score, don't they? So uh, you might as well finish the game with more points than the other guys. But otherwise, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of evaluation, true evaluation on the Broncos here for the final game. Be interesting to see uh, for 2020 uh, what Vegas puts the Broncos over and under in light of uh, the success Drew Locke has had. Um, I'm going to make a quick prediction that they're over and under would be eight. That's what I think would be the expectations for the Broncos next year. Maybe to get in the playoffs. Again, a lot of things have to go right. And they also have to fix a lot of uh, holes that they have on their roster. Uh, the big one has been, it looks like it's been fixed with Drew Locke. But uh, they might need two or three offensive linemen. They might need two or three defensive linemen. Because Derek Wolf, Adam Gotsis, Shelby Harris, and who um, oh, am I missing there? Are all unrestricted free agents at the end of this season. So uh, that's uh, that's something else for the Broncos. Let's see: Gotsis, Shelby Harris, and uh, Derek Wolf, uh, all un uh, unrestricted free agents after this season. So the starters from the opener against the Raiders all could be gone at season's end. Chris Chris Harris. A cornerback, if he leaves, I would say it's a little better than 50-50 that Chris Harris leaves. Uh, boy, you, you, they really need Bryce Callahan to be right next year. So you can see there's a lot of, there's a lot of holes that the Broncos have to fix. Uh, the big thing for the Broncos, one of the big things, is getting 42 yards for Phillip Lindsay. I think he'll get it, obviously, for 1,000. 
but I, I, I would, I guess I would uh, encourage Rich Scangarello, the play caller, to, uh, to not give it to Phillip too much right away. I think the Raiders will be uh, looking for him early, knowing he, uh, he needs that 1,000 yards. Uh, better to loosen him up with Drew Locke uh, in the passing game, soften him up, and then go with uh, Phillip Lindsay, and I think he'll get the 1,000 pretty easily. The Raiders are 25th. Uh, in the league against the pass. That's, that's, that's where they're weak. And Locke, Sutton, uh, Deshaun Hamilton came on last week, had a breakout game against the Lions. Tim Patrick has been pretty consistent since he came back from the broken hand injury he suffered in the opener against the Raiders. Uh, Noah Fant, a uh, little banged up here the last couple games. He's been sick. Uh, he's had a shoulder injury. Uh, so he's been, uh, he's had, uh, I think, a a knee here and there, a foot. So uh, uh, Fant is banged up here, as many players are in the final, uh, going into the final game, but he'd be another threat for them. They're taking on a Raiders team. Again, that's uh, uh, Josh Jacobs is the big key there, and whether or not he can play, he rushed for 85 yards and two touchdowns against the Broncos in the opener. In that first opener, you, you know, you remember – uh, the Broncos didn't get a sack or a takeaway, and we all said, well, it's because Derek Carr gets rid of the ball so fast. He was 22 out of 26 for 259 yards and a touchdown. He was just so efficient, way too efficient uh, for the opening game. Uh, then, as it turned out, that was one of the Broncos' problems all year. They went three games without a sack and four games without a takeaway. I think the first team, at least since the merger, to go the first three games without a sack or a takeaway. So... Um, Broncos need to bring the heat. Uh, Vaughn Miller uh, was sick last week, didn't look like himself. Uh, Draymond Jones uh, played about 40% of the snaps and, and got two sacks. Malik Reed only got eight snaps. He was sick last week. He, uh, uh, eight snaps, but he got a sack. So uh, <clears throat> see if Vaughn can get one or two more sacks here. Pass his good friend Elvis Doomerville on that all-time list, get into the top 25 all-times. And then Vaughn wants to... Go back to San Francisco in the offseason and uh, get going with that renowned workout he had a couple years ago where he's hopping up the stairs, uh, running through the sand, and uh, the traditional weightlifting workout. See if he can get a little stronger uh, for next year for next year's run. So um, entertaining game against uh, the Raiders. No shows, again, will be interesting. There were 9,600 last week. I've been hearing that there will be more no shows because of the Christmas break this week. Uh, weather will be nice, uh, not quite as nice as it was last week, as it was, I think, 66 at kickoff. That was tremendous. But uh, the Broncos have to start winning to get the Denver faithful to start showing up at the end of the year. So uh, everything's encouraging. There's a lot of hope for tw uh, 2020. But first things first, Drew Locke and the Broncos try to knock the Raiders out of the playoffs. Even if the Raiders win, they probably won't make the playoffs. But uh, the Broncos would like to be the one to make sure they, they do it by beating the Raiders in the final game. Uh, not sure how this game is going to go uh, for the Broncos. I really don't have a feel for it. Sorry about that. Uh, so you could pick the other way of wherever I'm feeling. <laughs> I just don't have a good feel for this game. Uh, basically, because it doesn't mean anything for the Broncos, and you never know how a team's going to come out and play, what type of energy it'll have. And also the Raiders have a little bit of pressure on them, and you never know how a team's going to react when they have some pressure. 
They obviously have a lot to play for, but will they be uptight? So I hope you enjoyed our uh, Calissa's mic drop uh, uh, this year. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we'll do this again uh, next year, maybe a time or two during the offseason. Uh, but until then, thank you very much. Happy New Year to all you Bronco fans. Do think it'll be a better year, uh, you know, providing Drew Locke stays healthy in 2020.